1: Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow!
2: I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So, the hell what?
1: Uh, woo! Uh, welcome to the Malchester Odyssey. Um, it's the, in my right hand, the twentieth of April, 1984. Issue! Roy of the Rovers and across the top, it normally gives us a clue about the sign, please page, but it doesn't give us a clue about the sign, please page. I'm going to try and get it guess it, get you to guess the sign, please player, Sam And all I'm going to say is 1984 blonde perm, blonde perm, blonde perm. Tight 1984
2: blonde perm. tight blonde perm. Well, Tony Woodcock, Graham Ricks, Mo Johnson. These are the players I'm thinking about. Uh, Blonde, Perm. I'll go Graham Ricks.
1: You're going to shoot yourself. Mickey Hazard. Oh, Hazard. Mickey Hazard.
0: Great little player. Mickey
1: Hazard. Sunderland-born. Fucked off as soon as he could. Um. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. I
2: thought he was a Cockney. Excellent, lad. Because he's played for Chelsea and Tottenham. He's a cabbie now, I think.
1: Is he? Yeah, because he goes on, on uh, the,
2: the Spurs-Tottenham, like my my brother does the Spurs show, and he yeah. seems to always be on that, and he's, uh, he's, he's always around, because he's always out yeah. in his black cab in London.
1: I was looking at his Twitter recently, because there's, there's a Spurs fan, I think maybe one of the contributors to that podcast had died mm. recently, Oh, Mickey... Or or, no, he hadn't died. um, He 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 said he was um, basically terminally ill. Right. And lots of people were obviously commiserating and giving sympathies and condolences and all Mm -hmm. that. And Mickey Hazard was among them, saying that he was a great bloke and everything. And I just had a look at Mickey Hazard's. I think we've looked at Mickey Hazard's Twitter account more than once. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we've talked about Mrs. Hazard. I can't remember (laughs) completely, but. uh, yeah, maybe that's another deep dive for another time.
2: Mickey Gasson uh, was a good player, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was. One of them underrated ones. He was, He,
2: he was. Very, yeah. I, I don't uh, remember if he got an England cat. I think he might have got one or something like that. He
1: was always but underrated, he, wasn't he? Well, he was. So, the thing is, he was
2: in Glenn Hoddle's shadow.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, he, was, so, yeah.
2: He, he was at Tottenham and he was a similar player to Glenn Hoddle. Mm. He was a very classy, elegant midfield playmaker. But mm. he's one of those ones where timing's key like
1: this is it yeah
2: hoddle was the best of them all so it was very unfortunate to be around at yeah. the same time as him
1: very true so the reason it doesn't give us a clue about the sign plays on the front is because it says a brand new story starts today and that's because the story who is arrow has come to an end mm. uh, which i could the, tell people we, were we, getting sick of that the time travel kind yeah. of war story mixed with a football modern day thing mm. uh, and it's just a lot of bollocks really so we've got uh, at the beginning on page two is the new story and it's it's it says Roy's action replay number one of a three part story bad luck belstered and there we have Roy sitting in his armchair can you see that song? <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> looks like in- the gym will fix it armchair
1: like, like like, Roald Dahl at the beginning of Tales of the Unexpected. Hello, Cunts, it's me,
2: Roald yeah. Dahl. Get ready to shit yourselves. I've got a cracker for you this week. <laughs> I
1: am sitting next to this roaring fire just to increase the menace a little bit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the so, other uh, one who used to like that is uh, a, a great fucking all right cunts legend who we haven't talked about before, but Alfred Hitchcock.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's Alfred a proper... Hitchcock presents.
2: Hello, yeah. Cunts, it's me. <laughs>
1: it's
2: me old alfred and you are going to fucking piss your knickers at what i've done for you this week <laughs> fuck me i almost shat my own pants and i were the one who dreamt it up
1: <laughs> so Roy sitting there in black and white and he's uh, introducing this three part story and he says uh, I've known a lot of great players and a lot of great teams I, team not, passion. I, I have known a lot of cunts and <laughs> I've known a few alright blokes <laughs>
2: very I've much in the minority though I've known a hell of a lot of women most of them were fucking head shrinkers <laughs> yeah for fucking one good night out with them and suddenly they think they fucking own you they want this, they want that, they want to talk, they want to meet up, they, they want to know what you've been doing. Fucking Now it's not worth the bother. Anyway, I digress.
1: Me, it, it took me a long time to finally find Penny, who can, uh, let's say, do a job in the bedroom, but also keep her head down, you know, around the house.
0: Like <laughs> keep a everything
1: looking tidy. Not ask like, too many questions.
2: Uh Physically elegant, yes. Sexually alluring, yes. But also surprisingly strong when it comes to gardening and domestic work. <laughs> and that is a rare combination.
1: For example, it's Penny who gets the Christmas tree down out of the attic every year. Now, that's not usually a woman's job, but she thrives on it. She enjoys it. I'll You wouldn't believe.
2: She enjoys it. I t- you know, it's not, it's not my idea. She likes doing it. It's a treat for her.
1: That ladder comes down. She's up there like a spider monkey. Quite
2: sight. <laughs> she's quite nimble, <laughs> and also she's you know, same thing with the uh, with the lawnmower. I've got a ride on, but I don't usually use it to be honest, because she likes just the manual push. She's I don't out let there. Use it <laughs> in the summer. Well, it's a bit dangerous for her. She's up and down, up and down all fucking day with the manual.
1: Wembley Lines pen, I say. Wembley Lines. Uh, he says, but one team I shall never forget is Belstead Rovers. They were a boys' team who played on a ground not far from where I was born. And then the story progresses. And uh, yeah. Oh, and then he's, he keeps cropping up during the story. Uh, yeah. I don't know where this is going to go. But he explains what's happening later on in these, uh, this Roy race address to the nation. bit that he does every week. Uh, this issue sees the start of a brand new story in three parts. We'll be running a series of them in two, three or four installments and your votes will eventually decide which one will be featured on a much longer basis. So it's a pilot campaign that is running of different stories. Oh. And the readers have got a vote. I don't think there has got much confidence in any of them. Which I one do the, you like? I'm
2: not convinced. I was gonna you in the past I would have just chosen one using my own gut instinct. But um to be honest, I was underwhelmed by all of these efforts, so I'm <laughs> gonna see what you lot reckon. I'm quite I'll <laughs> yeah. quite happily drop them all. And give Roy <laughs> the Rovers a couple of extra pages in each issue. Why not?
1: To be honest, we're floundering at this stage. Uh, <laughs> but there you go. Uh, Maybe there's a little bit too much uh, out of hours enjoyment going on around the staff.
2: There's been, I'll be honest, for a while earlier this year, it was brought to my attention that there was a major cocaine problem in the offices. (laughs) (laughs) I've been advised not to discuss this publicly because of ongoing um, HR inquiries and because I'm told by the cunts upstairs that the vast (laughs) majority of our readers are 12 years and under. But I think it is your right to know that a lot of the illustrators and writers were fucking bang on the gear in this office where they prepare this comic through the night behind my fucking back. (laughs) And then they've got the temerity to turn it round on me and say it's because of how demanding
1: I am about their output. And as for that 12-year-old thing... I had no idea. I thought the readership was about 26.
2: I don't trust uh, much those cunts upstairs say. They come out with their fucking charts and their research, but what's any of it mean they could be making it all up? <laughs> anyway, whether you're 12 or you're 26, or you're fucking 86 for that matter, right? Think on. A lot of the comic you've been reading for the last year would have been fuelled by Bolivian fucking marching powder. Maybe you think that's a good thing, maybe a bad thing. Whatever it is you think, you've got a right to think. And that's what I always say.
1: And tying in in with that, also in Roy's message, he says, more great news, the artist that draws the popular goalkeeper story has recovered from illness, which means a welcome return in the next edition.
2: I won't go into what the exact illness was. But I would draw your attention to what I've said in the paragraphs above and let you join the fucking dots. I think the polite way of putting it, what they use in Hollywood, is
1: exhaustion. (laughs) Put it this way, his entire fucking nose caved in. (laughs) Fell out in the shower, apparently. Septum,
2: gone. Yeah, and guess who's had to fucking pay for the new one? That's right, us, the publishers. So effectively, (laughs) me. Thanks a lot.
1: So effectively, you, uh cover price <laughs> going up my two pence next week.
2: To pay for that Again. comes ti- Titanium yeah. replacement septum. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you fucking enjoyed his work. Put it that way.
1: <laughs> I mean, if anything, it's just going to make him want to do more, isn't it? Titanium. <laughs> Thinks he's indestructible now.
2: <laughs> my you, uh... you, he is funny. He is funny in the pub, I've got to say. <laughs> And I've when said he's to on him, it, he's funny. I've said to him, I, in a way, I'll miss it if you do get off it, like the doctors have told you, because I do find you very entertaining when you're on
1: it. <laughs> Most blokes, when they're on it, are really boring and loud, but he's a raconteur.
2: No, he's gra- he's got some great stories. Great stories. And I says to him, I says, look, I understand what the doctors have said, but at the same time, you're a bit of a boring cunt when you're sober. <laughs>
1: So it's a dilemma. It's a dilemma for all of us. <laughs> you know, we're going to suffer in the office. The goalkeeper story that you write, that's going to suffer.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The quality uh, of your work bound to go downhill, let's be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, where well, are we?
2: what can you do? That's modern <laughs> management.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. On the front... Walford Rovers, the club that Roy Race had briefly managed and Melchester Rovers had reached the semi-finals of the FA Cup in Melchester semi-final against Western Villa. Roy was furious when the Villa fans began chanting the score in the other semi-final and he hit a spectacular equalising goal. Then, just before the interval, he's whacked another shot which just bounced off the crossbar and over the top. Ah, uh, Fans behind the goal, oh, that was almost number two! <laughs> you said number two. Uh, <laughs> Villa's keeper never saw it. Um, as the halftime whistle blew, Blackie Grit and Jimmy Slade are uh, walking off the pitch. Jimmy says, what a performance by old Roy. Yes, Jimmy. He was a bit tense at the start, but he doesn't seem to be worrying about what's happening in the other game now. Roy is uh, down on one knee, uh, seemingly offering up some kind of incantation to a higher power, just behind the there. yeah,
2: there's only one thing <laughs> I for it. I, I don't like to do this unless I'm desperate, but I'm going to ask for the, the help of Allah, <laughs> God of the Muslims.
1: <laughs> I uh, I worship all the gods. I haven't got a favourite one. I think it's important to keep your hand in see what's going on in the you day never you've know seen.
2: what could happen once you do pop your clogs you got have all have the to, bases covered
1: yeah, you might have to commit yourself to one particular one at any given time uh, I like to keep myself keep the options open but from what I regard. know
2: from what I know, Allah seems to be probably the most gutsy and uh, ballsy of all of the lads and so in very desperate situations such as this one I usually call upon him for help
1: it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to uh, follow the C of E quite benign god No, I think it's always good to uh, throw your lot in with one of the vengeful ones he, He's quite they decrepit. could be the ones he, you'll need he looks like
2: a decrepit old timer bit more than that cost and speed the Christian god <laughs> um, Allah, no idea what the fella looks like but He seems the sort not to be trifled with. And then, of course, the Hindus have a number of them, including that fucking elephant one, who I do occasionally try to contact, but um, he does make me feel uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, everyone loves an elephant, don't they?
2: (laughs) You know what they say? Elephants are lucky. Stroke an elephant on the snout and you'll have luck for life. Have you ever heard that? (laughs) I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm sure I've heard it somewhere.
1: <laughs> I might have dreamt it, but sure. <laughs> hey,
2: Blackie, didn't we go to that zoo once in the night, and then we struck because we wanted to stroke an elephant's trunk? <laughs> yeah, we are its tlou-
1: its snout, right? <laughs> you we said it had mystical powers. That was the time we took the club helicopter, wasn't it, right? We landed well, next to the lions. Oh, I was dead scared. Do you remember I started crying because I
2: thought they were going to eat us like? And you had to slap us around the face to bring me
1: back to sanity.
2: <laughs> you
1: threw me on drink in me face.
2: <laughs>
1: well, I wasn't going to waste me. Oh, was I, Blackie?
2: Don't worry about fucking lions, Blackie, you daft bastard. <laughs> I'll deal with the fucking lions as long as you can stop fucking crying for five minutes so I can concentrate on it and what I'm doing. Hang on, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll fly us out of here, right, and I'll land us back near that fucking elephant so we can give it a quick stroke on its snout. Give yeah, we'll it a quick touch and off we go. <laughs> then we're off. Then we'll be up straight up the fucking bookies to make the most of the good luck we've just <laughs> earned ourselves.
1: Strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> While that look's still fresh, make the most of it.
2: <laughs> Time to sp- cash in on that fresh look. The bookies won't know what's going to hit them. We'll come in, the bookies. I walked into that bookies with a big smile on my face and he was like, what have you got me so happy about? I said, never you mind. And I thought, if only he knew I'd been up the zoo snorting a fucking elephant snout. In the last 24 hours. Yeah. He would, he'd ban me. And rightly so. <laughs> He looked at me as if to say, "You, you cheeky cunt! You better not have been up the zoo stroking an elephant's snout." <laughs> I was saying nothing, keeping stub. <laughs> I never showed me hand.
1: <laughs> I'd been home and showered myself, so I didn't smell of elephant.
2: Because <laughs> a bookie will always fucking spot that. Believe me, their senses I'll are very fucking... attuned to elephant scent.
1: He'll be straight out the door before your feet touch the ground. <laughs> get
2: out, get out of this, bookies! You stink of elephant. Get out, you, elephant man. You cheeky con. You've been up stroking elephants, haven't you? Get the fuck... And I'm putting the word around to all the other bookies as well. That's fucking cheating.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, Hello, was that Coral? Yeah, William <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, yeah we've, had, we've had an elephant touch her in.
2: Yeah, it was that Roy Race? Yeah, the footballer. Came in absolutely reeking of fucking elephant with a he big went. fucking <laughs> shit-eating grin on his fucking face. No, I chucked him straight out, of course I did. I think it's only right I put the word round as well.
1: Yeah. Give him fourteen day, give him a fourteen day ban or some of that look starts to go stale.
2: <laughs> and I'll alert the zoo as well. Can <laughs> try and get him banned out of there, no. Problem is apparently he's got a helicopter so he goes here at night.
1: Can't be touched. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's also got a special relationship yeah. with the local police force
1: yeah he's got the freedom of the skies there's nothing we can do no he got it off the
2: mayor I don't know how <laughs> says he's got something on the mayor
1: they offered him the freedom of the city but he says no I'll decline but if you give me the freedom of the skies I'll take that consider it a deal <laughs> <laughs> So then then the next frame is incredibly weird because Roy is leaving the pitch, but the pitch hasn't been coloured in. <laughs> it's fucking white.
2: Oh, I'll be bothered. Skew's been on the gear again. Oh, I've run out of green. What? what? David? Yeah, it's the publisher. Why haven't you coloured in the pitch? I've run out of green. What do you want from me?
1: It ran dry. I, I tried licking and sucking the end to see if it would come back, but it didn't. That was all I
2: could do well, the no. last couple of frames. If you see you, that's just a lot of my fucking spit has done that. <laughs> <laughs> but a pen can't go on forever. Either you <laughs> up my fucking expenses or you're going to get the odd white pitch.
1: <laughs> so there he is. He's walking off what looks like a snow-covered pitch. Uh, it says, as Roy made for the for the tunnel, and there's that Villa fan who was um, going to shout something at him, was he, last week? The fellow with the the, the the blonde perm, looks about like Mickey Hazard. Oh, yeah. Uh, and his mate next to him says, go on, Malk. <laughs> Malk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Malk.
1: Go on, Malk. Shout. Make sure he hears. Shout at him. Shout at him. <laughs> Shout at the star. Uh, he's
2: a, you know what he's doing here? He's doing a Castellani to fucking um, John yeah. Gregory or John Terry. He's going to yeah. fucking open his mouth and he's going to bite off more he and Chew it.
1: He is. Uh, he says, uh, Don't worry, what I've got to tell Mr. Race will really put him off his game. Fucking hell. we find I out what this. that is on the inside pages. That's a little bit of a cliffhanger there on the front cover for us. So uh, we go over to the second page of four. It says, The villa fan shouted his head off. <laughs> <laughs> and he shouts, Hey, Race! <laughs> Thought you'd like to know that Walford are 3-0 up at half time. Joe Bellamy scored two of the goals. And then his pal next to him compounds this by shouting, Yaha! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cunt. Yaha. Yeah. Um, Yaha. And then Roy just seems to ignore them. He just walks straight past, stone-faced. And the other fan goes, Huh? He just walks straight on as if he couldn't care less. Uh, Roy's teammates were also a little puzzled. Uh, and as they go into the uh, dressing room, uh, Duncan Mackay puts his hand on Roy's shoulder and kind of pulls him back a little bit and goes, Roy, didn't you hear those Vela fans? They said. Uh, and Roy goes, Eh? What's that, Duncan? Oh, sorry, hang on a minute. Let me just get this stuff out of my ears. Mackay goes, uh? <laughs> and look, he's pulled out of his ears some cotton wool padding from one of me boots. <laughs> I used it to plug my ears so I wouldn't hear anything, I wouldn't hear anybody going on about Walford as I came off. So he's got cotton wool padding in his boots. Fucking uh, hell. I didn't know that was a thing. I never played with cotton wool padding in my boots at the school. Matt,
2: team. Matt Upson went for a phase of playing just with a bit of like cardboard in his boots, I think. Did he? Yeah, I remember reading an arc once. Like he kept getting injured all the time, and right. in the end, like a physio or or someone like an osteopath examined him and said, uh, "Yeah, something like your your left foot is slightly raised above your right foot, so oh, yeah. it's affecting your back." So he just folded up yeah. a bit of fucking cardboard on his boot and put that in, and, and then he said, "That's how <laughs> that's... he got playing for England."
1: That sounds very scientific Because I mean now yeah. you, you can go to specialist shops If you're a runner And you can get like Specially fitted tr- running shoes Can't yeah, you They'll Yeah will do a, a proper a Yeah you go in And feet. they sort of
2: film you Running on a treadmill
1: Yeah To work whereas, out your gait Whereas this uh, Highly professional football team Has just set them up And so here put this bit of cardboard in That should even things out mm-hmm. Hey ho Next thing is playing for England And Roy um, Ian Hart of course Played for Leeds He used to play it in boots that were one size smaller than his feet. Oh, really? So there's absolutely no room for anything at all going on in there.
2: Kind of makes sense. Well, it was obviously working because he took a cracking free kick, didn't he, Ian Hart? He did.
1: That's probably the secret of it. Yeah. Yeah. Jalapeno. Jalapeño So Roy's got cotton wool padding In his boots And he's took some out And stuck it in his ears Um, Mackay says But And Roy says And so far it's worked So not another word about Walford I don't want to know the score Okay Jimmy Slade Okay Roy Okay you're the boss Second half gets underway Does Roy still have these things in his ears I don't know Um, Walford fans Oh, not Walford fans. Walford aren't even playing. It's Western Villa, are they? And the Western Villa fans are singing Walford, Walford. City cunts. This is just pathetic, isn't it? Jesus. And Roy thinks the Wolf the Villa fans are off again. Any second now, they're going to start chanting Walford score. Um, over the page, unless I give them something else to shout about. And he turns inside the uh, Villa defender, who goes. Um, what a turn brilliant and then he just absolutely slaloms through three defenders Um, it says even the Villa fans were impressed look at that control, that balance that footwork no wonder they call him the king this is another one fucking hell Um, yeah he's just took on the entire Villa team Um, Past the fourth player, Uh, only the keeper can stop him now.
2: Literally, mate. No one's ever called him the king until we've been doing this for years, and I've never heard him referred to as the king before.
1: Probably by himself.
2: He's probably planted uh, that that cut in the crowd. Get this started right in the crowd. There's ten quid in it for you. If I hear you <laughs> yeah. just planting the idea that I, I am known as and have always been known as the king.
1: <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, so he goes past the last defender, and the defender's slid in, completely missed him, and he shouts, Come out, Jerry! Come out! <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Come out! Keeper comes out. Um. Uh, a lob, Roy's gone for it, <laughs> and he does. He lobs the keeper, edge of the box. Keeper Jerry goes N- no, it's flown over his head. Back of the net. Roy turns to celebrate, and it's there. Shout out to the Malchester fans. Um, this this has got the feel of a classic FA Cup semi-final, actually. Yeah, It feels real.
2: They used to be great, didn't they? Yeah. Used to be one of like the best. Like said
1: before, on a neutral ground, not at Wembley.
2: It used to be one of my favourite footballing days of the year was FA Cup semi-final yeah. day, where they'd show them. Was it both on the same day? Like you remember the the, the best ever um, was 1990, wasn't it? Palace four, Liverpool three. Remember that one, and the other semi-final yeah. was on the same day, I believe. Manchester United versus Oldham. And, yeah, and, and that was done. like had
1: one after the other, I guess. I think yeah. it was
2: like three all that one. And it, maybe yeah. that went to a replay. But
1: I mean the FA Cup's getting some of its sparkled back because all the matches are on BBC and I T V now.
2: Oh that's good, yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? So um you get to see more than we would have done before.
2: But I tell you the interesting but, uh, thing about the FA Cup is that um in the old days. <clears throat> You'd, you'd followed the FA Cup. You wouldn't just follow your team. You'd be excited mm. for your team. your team would get knocked out, but you'd still be excited about the FA Cup. West Ham got knocked out of the FA Cup last Wednesday. And now the FA Cup's dead to me. I, I'm not paying oh. any attention to the next round or anything. I just don't care. I'm oh. not interested. Not interested. Yeah. Well, okay. don't blame me. Uh, blame you've, the you've FA Cup. That out
1: now. You've now? There's no going back now? You've said it? Yeah. No matter what happens in the rest of this FA Cup well, if uh, there's a program. final,
2: and I sort of think, yeah, I'll give it a watch. I mean, I didn't yeah. watch... We, we, the final would be boring. We're recording this the day after Liverpool beat Manchester United 7-0. Yeah. And I didn't watch it. I thought, yeah, Liverpool Man it's usually quite a, it's a good game, it's a good mm. atmosphere, etc. And I just got distracted. I was baking a cake and watching yeah. a TV show with my with d- daughter. And so I thought, oh, I'll check in on that. 7-0. Couldn't fucking believe it, mate.
1: Well, I watched it, and I felt nothing. <laughs> once, the fo- once the fourth goal had gone in, it was like, well, all right, okay. Five, Good. yeah, six, seven, fine. Who cares? Yeah, just, yeah, It, was, it wasn't interested after it three.
2: Was, it was surprising. <clears throat> if there was going to be a 7-0 victory one way or the other, you'd think it would be the other way around, wouldn't you?
1: It's more surprising to just see it as a result later on after it's, it's finished. It's exciting. you can and go, whoa, 7-0, wow. Once you get
2: above four, it's really exciting. If you get above mm. six, you're in fucking like Alice in Wonderland, so, like sort of territory, aren't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like when Sunderland got beat 5 1 off Stoke the other day at home. Mm. That, that's not quite. That,
2: that's not madness. That's a, that's a great win for Stoke. It's an absolute gutter for Sunderland. But it's not utterly insane. 7 0 in any fixture yeah. is insane and what do we yeah. love in football insanity, insanity it's an, it's an insanity scoreline 5 yeah. is not quite insanity
1: felt like it anyway uh, Jerry comes out Roy's lobbed him and it's there 2-1 a few moments later Roy adds another one in they're <laughs> <laughs> not fucking about now bang back of the net 3-1 get in there Racy's hat trick race, is hat-trick. Uh, race is going to Wembley It says, Roy continue to produce his own particular brand of spellbinding Melchester magic. Uh, Another another, uh, pass comes in from the side, which he just completely dummies it. And it runs through to Rob Richards on the left-hand side. Um, He's completely wrong-footed the defence and set up a chance for Rob Richards. (laughs) And, of course, what does Rob Richards do? Yep, Rob Richards does what he does, puts it in the back of the net, outside of his left boot. Top corner, yes, and then it says Roy added another one before the game ended in a 5 1 victory for Melchester. We don't even see Roy's fourth goal, there's no time. Um, Roy's shaking hands with a Villa player. He says, Right, someone could tell me what's happening in the other semi final now. Blackie Grace says, There's a lad with a tranny, Roy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, what? One of those the football with the little radio. Oh, I thought you met a fellow with an handbag. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I've seen a few of them around. I had to go to London for a business meeting a couple of weeks ago. They've got their own pubs, you know. <laughs> it was very discombobulating. But I did go in and share a couple of drinks and get to know them and learn a bit more about their culture. And I found it quite an eye-opener.
1: Uh, you know what? They're fine. <laughs> no threat at all.
2: Absolutely good as gold. <laughs> <laughs> One Lovely of them was butch- even
1: into football Which I thought was nice
2: Lovely bunch of lads
1: um, So Blackie's saying To the lad with the transistor radio What's the result of the other semi son Did Walford get through He says Easily Blackie He's been delighted being engaged with By a footballer Yeah. Oh it goes too far He says They murdered Melbourne <laughs> <laughs> 4-0 Joe Bellamy got three of the goals and then another one says, it'll be Melchester versus Walford in the final at Wembley. Yeah, yeah, we fucking know that.
2: <laughs> we do understand Piper. what this has all yeah. been building up to. And I can't say we're surprised either.
1: <laughs> yeah. What a game that'll be. And Roy doesn't look happy. He looks uh, grimacing slightly. And he thinks, yes. But first, there will be a prolonged and then bold type war of nerves, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: with Bellamy. Uh, that's, of course, that's what psychological stuff was called, wasn't it? You were you were trouble with your nerves. Oh yeah, if it you was. Were depressed yeah, depressed or anything like that. Oh,
2: and uh, you'd go about someone. Oh, she's a slave to her nerves. Is it? Or a martyr yeah. to her nerves? Yeah. Oh, her nerves have been playing up again. I think it's, it. it seems old-fashioned, but in a way, it, it kind of I think it seems to make sense, that terminology, nerves. Because you get nervous, I'm, don't you? I'm a bit nervous. Yeah, that's yeah. what anxiety is. Anxiety is a yeah. word that makes it sound a bit more clinical and less embarrassing, but let's get it right. Anxiety is just being very nervous.
1: <laughs> so, two campaigns we've got going on now. Bring back fingering, bring back nerves. nerves.
2: How have you been, mate? Well, fucking nervous. <laughs> really? What about you? Got like an, oh, uh, you got something coming up, like an exam? Something? No, just nervous about life. About everything. Just fucking nervous all the time.
1: Okay. Oh, I all keep right. Thinking about the fact that we're just little dots, like on a planet that's spinning round and round, and there's no escape. And, yeah, it, like oh, oh, you've got no
2: control over anything. Anything can happen at any moment. You cunt. Uh, why aren't you? My question: for You. You shouldn't be asking me why I'm nervous. I should be asking you why you're not fucking why aren't nervous.
1: You, yeah. Are you not looking at what's going on, mate? What have you got to be so unnervous about, you cunt? <laughs> <laughs> so Roy's got a war of nerves with Bellamy. He says, I'll bet it's getting underway right now. Oh, my God, there's a war starting. He's not even aware of it. Fuck. I've got to start my head. I've been trading in ESP.
2: <laughs> I went and to America right. and did a course. I can communicate with any cunt via the brainwave now
1: via Vibes. I'm sending some over to Bellamy now. They're not nice. <laughs>
2: and he won't know where it's coming from, the mad con, I'll send him <laughs> fucking bananas.
1: Well, the Vibes haven't come across as yet because it says, Roy was right at Port Dean where the other semi-final had just ended. The fans are all on the pitch, of course, as they used to do uh, back then. One has got an autograph book. Uh, good old Joe! So it's one. Bellamy! Bellamy! Shout at the fans. Uh, and Bellamy says... Uh, That's me kids Uncle Joe did it again (laughs) (laughs) He's like Roy
2: Roy's calling himself the king And Joe Bellamy
1: starts calling (laughs) himself Uncle Joe I'm Uncle Joe (laughs) Uncle Joe did it again It's Roy Race's turn to be on the receiving end Next
2: Uncle Joe Uh,
1: Then (laughs) Bellamy spotted a mobile television camera Not a fixed one A mobile one Uh, The cameraman's got it resting on his shoulder there Comes in for the the shot Bellamy shakes his fist into the camera I'm going to make him pay for walking out on Walford (laughs) and I'll do it at Wembley Stadium in front of 100,000 people (laughs) 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 now as we've said before hang on if Roy hadn't walked out on Walford Bellamy would still be sat on the bench and not scoring a fucking hat trick in the semi-final of the FA Cup
2: it doesn't make any sense fuck me mate Think about that though. A hundred thousand people—that's how many people. people used to turn up at the old Wembley exactly. for the it was cup exactly final. Exactly one hundred thousand, wasn't it? That was incredible. No wonder we got yeah. excited on cup final day. It was fucking that was unbelievable.
1: The thing. Yeah, you'd never saw an attendance figure that was in, six and you'd figures.
2: just see it, and the cameras would go. Let's see the stadiums now full, and it'd just be yeah. like all these flags. It'd just be fucking so immense, yeah. wouldn't it? Just, just
1: hundreds of thousands. of Tens of thousands of drunk men, but pissing then, everywhere. I,
2: I'm, I'm pretty sure that nowadays, like you get to the cup final. Well, I don't know. You've been to mm. Wembley, Sunderland, more than I've been West Ham, right? Yeah. I don't know what the capacity is of Wembley like eighty thousand or something, right? But
1: Eighty-five, I think. Then so, they, they don't
2: sure. fuck it. Back it 90. back in the day, you'd have got close to fifty percent of that just for your fans. Now, fuck that. They give yeah. a, they give a third of it straight away to to the corporate cunts.
1: And FA councils around the country. Everyone wants a piece of they all it. get them, don't
2: But they? back then, right, FA Cup final, like the classics, Liverpool-Everton 1986, right? Mm. That was half-fucking-Liverpool fans, normal Liverpool fans from the terraces, and half-fucking-Everton fans.
1: Well, I mean, like, if officially, these tickets go out to FA councils and dignitaries and all this, but, I mean, they mm. always trickle down to the proper fans in the end, but it just means that some... Fucking FA Council pricks, you know. If your team gets
2: to a cup final, you should really not. If you're a fan who goes every week, or or even if you don't go every week, if you're just a, you shouldn't. If you get to Wembley, you shouldn't have to be fucking shitting yourself about getting a ticket. That's yeah, out exactly. of order. You should just get a fucking yeah. ticket to see your team yeah. play at Wembley.
1: It should be split fifty fifty. There you go. Yeah, get on that's it. it. It's nobody else's business to be there. You're can have fucking I mean, twi- like, you can
2: have 20 for friends and family of the players. That's it. Other than yeah. that, it's just for fans.
1: It was, it was that Man United-Newcastle-Carabao um, Cup final. I think they got oh. like 25,000 each, which makes 50,000, which means it's 40 other thousand yeah. cunts are getting tickets from somewhere. Yeah, and you still went Manchester United and
2: Newcastle. Manchester United yeah. could fill the whole fucking stadium. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And Newcastle was, could certainly fill half of it. So for fuck's sake, Anyway, Sorry about the football content, here, but no, but it is annoying though, isn't it? I mean, we don't yeah, get that annoyed is. about things to do with football, but that if, if a football fan wants to go and see their, their fucking team play, they should be able to, and it shouldn't be a case of oh, you can't because we give a low ticks away to a bunch of fucking corporate cunts who aren't even that interested, they're just there for the yeah. jolly.
1: Totally. Um. That so, said yeah. that said,
2: listeners, if you are working in the corporate sector and <laughs> you want to give the likes of me and Andy top podcast influencers any free days out with prawn sandwiches to Heineken it, zeros, it, beer for Andy, all of that stuff, we will it fuck any it. much we'd gobble it up we will gobble it <laughs> any up. much.
1: We'll go it doesn't to, even need to be the teams we support. No, we'll I mean, for free. instance,
2: I'd love to go to like Arsenal hospitality. Apparently, that's fucking unreal. The grub they serve up, you know, well, Man- Manchester United. Anywhere, go on, keep, keep going. If it's free, we'll go.
1: Bob Mortimer says Arsenal do the best hot dog he's ever had in his life. Really?
2: Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, 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 that's yeah. not the first time I've heard that. I've heard some stuff, right. some reviews of the grub in corporate mm. hospitality at Arsenal is up right. there with some of the best restaurants on earth. <laughs>
1: Right, get us in there, <laughs> if you can. I'm prepared to come down just for that. Uh, so Bellamy's shaking his fist there. There's a great kid just to his right-hand side who just looks like a little mini Roy in a hat and scarf and a green jacket, grinning his face off.
2: Do you know who he looks like? Uh, I, when I looked at him, I thought he looked like Mark Owen, but original Mark <laughs> Owen, not, not before Mark Owen went insane.
1: Before he went weird. When, yeah. he, when Mark yeah, Owen he was...
2: Was lovely. Because there was a time (laughs) when Mark Owen was Britain's loveliest lad, wasn't he? He was, yeah. (laughs) He was like, talk about national treasure, he was the nation's like cheeky little brother.
1: He was the nation's chimney sweep. He was. was The Victorian chimney sweep. When he suddenly revealed
2: that he'd just been shagging loads of birds and been an alcoholic, (laughs) I was really heartbroken about that. (laughs) Do you remember? What
1: what, what else is going to happen when he's intake that? You know what
2: I mean? I know, but... We, I it's just
1: thought,
2: yeah, well, that, I think that's what he said in his official statement. Yeah. It was on what a plate. It was I supposed to do? might you know, have it, it were on a fucking plate. And I defy any of you cunts <laughs> listening to this to not, <laughs> to not do exactly what I did and gobble it and up. I'll tell
1: you this, I regret nothing. <laughs> I'll <until laughs> do it all again tomorrow.
2: When something is served, when a big pudding is served to you on a plate, no questions asked. You do what anyone would do. You gobble it up and then you ask for seconds. Next question. When a big
1: pudding, when a big pudding is served on a plate to like that, all you could do is assume there's going to be cream in a minute.
2: <laughs> no, he actually, do you know what? I do actually remember what he said when he got caught. I remember it really what? well because I was working at Heat and was that, he
1: married or something? Was, it, was that yeah, what it was? Yeah. Was it and and right?
2: what we'd done this thing about there'd been such a spate of celebrities ratting, being love rats mm. on their other half, that we did a thing called Rat on a Rat. And we did like the heat rat helpline. <laughs> right. And it was like, if you know of a celebrity who has been ratting, call us. I think we even got someone from the team to dress up as a rat catcher. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, like a uniform made up with a picture of a rat on the hat and stuff, and a big net, you know, uh, and like turn up at celebrity events with a big fucking rat net to try and capture yeah. like Vernon in or whatever. And because uh, uh, we had a we had a run of them, but the one I really remember was Vernon Cain kept getting a page three model to send pictures of her tits to
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> you buy the <laughs> sun and look at them
2: yeah and what's the name found out Tess is missus and she was livid with him have you been having <laughs> girls send their tits to you again it's not my oh, fault I didn't course. ask for them oh fucking oh, hell sorry Tess Daly I'm sorry I just really wanted I to see some it. tits on a tiny this is way before the iPhone so the image is really yeah, yeah. small and grainy so anyway we did this thing and I'm not joking this is the luck I had right it's
1: not it's not about the tits test it's about the
2: power <laughs> Uh, I don't care what it's about. I want it to stop. (laughs) Tits is tits. I've got tits. And I'll tell you this much. You won't won't be seeing them for a while, neither. (laughs) Oh, please let us see your tits. No, you don't don't deserve to see any tits. After what you've done. He's like Bernard Presley. Oh, I'm sorry, Sid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what about a girl, Sid? (laughs) All right. Don't worry, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> he's get he's gone. Um, so we so we did an article going, and this is literally what it said. You wouldn't believe the luck. Is Mark Owen the only celebrity left in Britain who right. is not a love rat? One yeah. week later, massive exposure. He has been shagging non-stop for years and has also <laughs> descended into alcoholism. Ugh. So I was fuming about this, and yeah. and. Um, but I did examine the statement and everything else around it very closely. And we were working with our mutual friend, Dave Whitehouse, at the time. And it was yeah. him who who latched on to the phrase. And this is genuine that Mark Owen said in his statement. This is genuinely what he said. He said, I have been a dickhead and a knobhead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what he actually said.
2: Brilliant. That's what he said brilliant and obviously me and Dave were just obsessed with that and <laughs> kept printing it every opportunity we could in the magazine <laughs> I have been a dickhead and no wait dumb. I haven't finished it's, it's not more. just a dickhead it's worse it's worse ladies and gentlemen I have been a dickhead and a knobhead and that, is, that is unprecedented in modern showbiz <laughs> that's how sorry I am <laughs> And I don't think I can say any more than that, in all honesty. Uh,
1: if you want to break it down, the dickhead bit is the women and the knobhead bit's the drink. That's the booze. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Simple as that. And that's Marvelous. medical. Marvellous. <laughs> that's a medical diagnosis uh, right
1: there. I've got to sit down and get off the doctor, dickhead and knobhead. <laughs> I can get uh, a blue badge.
2: But, you know, the first. Well, I'm not going to uh, out
1: of respect to the women. <laughs> uh, it says next week injuries which could ruin Rovers final lineup, Um which we'll find out about and then Mark's out a 10 what month's this again this is end of April so we're going to straighten the cup final quite soon I think there'll be a week or two of fucking training ground and off the pitch stuff and then it'll be the cup final uh, Mark's out at 10 for that
2: 9
1: I give it a 9 as well uh, thanks very much. We'll be back with more next time. Goodbye. Bye bye.